Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
Well, I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I'd love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. Tuesday morning, St. Louis and all points north, east, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you as we welcome you into the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com. The podcast will be heard later on right here, as well as on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, and any place that you listen to podcasts. Our phone lines for you are always open. We welcome your comments. 636-348-4460. Now here, every morning on our live show, you will hear the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. You won't get that anywhere else. Then we'll have our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show at noon right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. And by the way, today Tom Messero will be our guest at an interview we did out of the King's Court's vault. He represented Michael Jackson in all of those child molestation cases, and we talked to him regarding the Penn State case. Remember, he got Michael Jackson acquitted on all charges. He's an interesting guy to talk to, and wait till you hear what he has to say about media and the way media alters court cases in this country especially those involving child pedophilia or child sex, those kinds of things that Biden's very expert at. Of course, we did that interview long before Biden ever reared his ugly pedophile head. But nonetheless, I think you'll find Tom Messero fascinating. That's later on today in the sports show. This morning, um, you're going to hear legitimate insanity right here on this show. If you've ever said to yourself, I wonder what an insane person sounds like, a truly insane person, you're going to hear several examples this morning. It's incredible. And one of the um, lunatic, liberal, Palestinian, whatever she is, Pramila Jayapal, trying to start a war with our greatest ally, our strongest ally, Israel. If the Jewish voting contingent, the Jewish voting bloc in this country hasn't had enough of liberals by now, they never will. For some bizarre reason, probably the most unexplained mystery of all time, even more so than the cocaine mystery in the White House, the Jewish block of voters in this country tends to vote Democrat all the time. Someone scratch their head and explain that to me someday. I've asked Jewish friends of mine why. They have no answer. There is no answer that makes any sense. A group of people, an ethnicity that highly values education and being educated and being smart, resorts to abject stupidity when it comes to voting. And they vote for Democrats who have nothing in common with them, who've done nothing for the Jewish population, and yet they keep voting for them. And now, when you hear what Jayapal says about Israel, maybe the Jews in the United States will wake the F up and learn that liberals are not your friends. They are your abject enemies. 
Maybe. Maybe we can wake up the Jewish community. Maybe we can wake up the black community. The Hispanic community has awakened from their slumbers. Despite every effort of the liberal psychopaths and lunatics and criminals to buy the votes of Hispanics, Hispanics aren't voting for them. Not in the numbers they need. So you'll hear how this potential third-party run by Joe Manchin and John Huntsman out in Utah, the former governor there, has the Democrats' head spinning. They don't know what to do. This could be the greatest revenge Joe Manchin ever got on Biden. Because if he does run as a third-party candidate, he'll take votes from Biden and deliver them to Trump and deliver a victory to Trump. I think Trump wins anyway, whether Manchin runs or not. But I think it's hilarious that all of the time that Biden begged, cajoled, bribed Joe Manchin for votes on his idiotic spending bills, Manchin was promised things in return, and then when he caved in and gave in, like the coward that Manchin is, to Biden, Biden stabbed him in the back. And now maybe, just maybe, it's Manson's, uh, Manchin's time for revenge. Manson, Manchin, the same, you know. Maybe it's his time. We're going to hear from Keith Ellison, the attorney general of Minnesota, who's been accused by his girlfriend of beating her to within an inch of her life. This is the kind of guy the Democrats elect to office. And what he said about Clarence Thomas will stun you. Jonathan Turley an esteemed legal professor at George Washington University will respond to Keith Ellison's rank racism. Andrew Weissman, who was a prosecutor on the Russia, Russia, Russia investigation, one of the criminal people that took over that investigation for Robert Mueller, will actually buck the Democrat system when it comes to the cocaine mystery. But liberal politicians say, hey, nothing to see here, no harm, no foul, let's move on. A renowned coke addict, Jordan Belfort, will weigh in on the cocaine mystery. Now, if you think you know that name, but you can't remember where, if you're familiar with The Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort was the, the, the story. He was the subject of that movie, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Brilliantly, I might add. Not a big fan of DiCaprio, but he played it brilliantly. Jordan Belfort's a real person, a real coke addict, who weighs in on the habits of coke addicts, and why his theory is a little different than Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, or John Kirby, or the rest of the liberal nuts. You'll hear one of the great hypocrites in American history talk today, Jamie Raskin, who continues to try to garner sympathy because he has cancer as if he's the only person in the history of America that's ever had cancer, running around in his bandana to make sure everybody knows he has cancer. Most people who have cancer appreciate your prayers, appreciate your support. I know plenty who have it. None of them run around with a bandana on their head. But this egomaniac wants you to feel sorry for him, wants you to somehow think he and he alone deserves your sympathy. And we're not even sure if he has cancer. I don't know if he does. I wouldn't put it past this liar to do anything for attention and publicity. He is a pathological liar, so why would we believe him? But wait to hear what he has to say, and then James Comer will respond. Good for him. Tucker Carlson weighs in on why people get punished in this country. 
It's not for what you think. Megyn Kelly went down to that uh, Republican forum. I should say conservative forum down in uh, West Palm Beach over the weekend. One of the people that conspicuously didn't show up was Ron DeSantis. But President Trump was there to speak, and it was Trump's crowd. It was all college-age kids, conservative college-age kids, thousands of them. And Megyn Kelly got a chance to sit down with President Trump. And she also had a warning for Fox. And then when Trump spoke, he spoke warmly of Megyn Kelly. Interesting. They have obviously mended the fences and rebuilt the bridge. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. made some comments regarding uh, viruses that target different ethnicities, different racial groups. Of course, the White House calls him a racist. But Rand Paul says not so fast. Not so fast. Jim Caviezel, the actor who played Tim Ballard in the movie Sound of Freedom, will be along to challenge the government to find the 85,000 children who were illegally crossed the, crossed the border to disappear into the United States. Where are they? He wants Biden to find them. We know Biden won't. We know Biden won't even make an effort. Won't even make an effort. And you'll hear uh, Heels Up Harris as to why she is the greatest insurance policy that Biden has. No one's going to ask for Biden to step down until his term is over, thanks to who he chose as the vice president. And you'll hear exactly why a little bit later on this morning. Pretty amazing. Let's kick you off, though, with a nice, cold, monster energy drink. Get yourself that punch of energy. It's Tuesday. Tuesday might be worse than Monday in some ways. It's almost like, God, we got through Monday, but it's only Tuesday. I need a boost. I need a push. I need some focus. Monster Energy Drink is here to your rescue. It's not just a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. At Monster Energy Drink, they support the athletic events. They bring your favorite bands to your hometown. They support the athletes and the fans. They celebrate with their fans and their riders, all the extreme sports. They throw parties. They make the coolest events they can think of into a reality. It's the world's greatest skiers and skaters and boarders and bikers and rockers and racers and gamers and girls. Monster Energy. Unleash the beast. Have one today to start your Tuesday and kickstart the rest of your week. Our phone lines, as we said, open at 636-348-4460. 348-4460. We mourn the passing of one of the great Oakland A's players, third baseman Sal Bando. Sal Bando died yesterday. He was one of the uh, members of that wild Oakland A's team of Charlie Finley that won three World Series titles in a row. The Reggie Jackson, the Catfish Hunter A's, Campy Campaneris, Joe Rudy, Vita Blue. Boy, they were studs, weren't they? Raleigh Fingers. So one of their stalwarts, Sal Bando, passing away. Some of these guys pass away way too young. But we send condolences to his family, and we certainly hope that uh, whatever it is his kids do, his wife, that they march with the kind of leadership that Sal Bando showed as a player. No doubt about it. 
Well, let's kick it off with the insanity that I promised you, shall we? Now, you you may have thought at some point in your life, whether it's a friend or a coworker, maybe even a family member, man, he or she is legitimately insane. And we think we've noticed it. We think we've identified it. And more often than not, it's not really someone who's insane, not legitimately so anyway, just different, just a little bit wacky, a little crazy. It's okay to be a little crazy, by the way. I think that's an that's an ad, uh, an advantage, and I think it's a compliment to someone. If you say someone's normal, that's, that's not really a compliment. But a little crazy is okay. Insane is a different story. And we have pure insanity to show you this morning. And a lot of it comes from that show called The View. You know those genius women, those, those sleuth detectives over there? Anna Navarro is legitimately insane. And she gets triggered when you mention the fact that there might be a third-party run. This is triggered. This is insanity under any definition. This is dangerous because let's just put things in context. This is not a normal thing. This is not Bill Clinton versus George Herbert Walker Bush with Ross Perot playing uh, spoiler. No, this is Donald Trump. He is a threat to national security. This is insane and you cannot do anything anything that could possibly help Donald Trump become president. You cannot be an accomplice on that. What in the world is wrong with that woman? She's insane. She thinks it's insane. You're insane. This is Donald Trump. He's a threat to uh, the national security. You're a threat to national security. You're insane. This is how easily triggered these people are. There's really, truly something wrong with them. She shouldn't be allowed to walk the street. She should be in a nut house because she's nuts. She's legitimately nuts. She thinks in some demented kind of way that only she can determine who can be president. And that how dare you act as an accomplice, she said, as if it's a criminal behavior trait if you vote for Donald Trump. You're an accomplice. The people that are threats to national security are people like her and her co-nuts on The View who think that freedom of speech only belongs to them, freedom of thought only belongs to them, that they're always right, you're always wrong, no matter what it is you say, if it disagrees with them, you're wrong. That's how these people think. That's what they believe. They believe they're superior to everybody else, which immediately makes them insane. They're literally superior to no one. That is, the, that is a group of five or six women who are beyond illiterate. Just from the basic baseline of stupidity, they kick it out of the park. But insanity has entered the picture. That woman's insane. And listen to these two detectives, these sleuths, Joy Bahor and Navarro, because they have the coke mystery all solved, as Inspector Clouseau would say. So is this more fodder for the Republican machine, no conspiracy what, machine? No matter what the, the answer would have been, they were always going to blame uh, Hunter Biden. They are weaponizing Hunter Biden against his dad as an effective tool to get his dad to lose his cool and to get his dad to, you know, feel the heartache. And there's people who might believe that it was planted for somebody mm-hmm. so that then they could advance the Hunter Biden narrative. <laughs> Every time she talks... She keeps proving her case of insanity even better. Remember, when you're in a hole, stop digging. 
So now it's the Republicans planting the cocaine to further their narrative that it's Hunter Biden because Republicans and conservatives want to drive a wedge. They want to weaponize. They love the word weaponize. Hunter Biden against his dad to break up their love. This She's so insane it's hard to follow. But to somehow get Joe Biden to lose his cool. What do you mean lose his cool? No one cares if Joe Biden loses his cool. He does it every day. Ask his staff. What does she have to say about that? He's MFing everybody on the White House staff every day. It's not hard to get this psychopath to lose his cool. But what does that have to do with Hunter Biden's cocaine stash? <laughs> Republicans wonder if it's Hunter Biden's cocaine. Not not based on the fact that Hunter Biden has been a coke addict, a crackhead his entire life. No, we're not basing it on that. And the cocaine happens to show up right where Hunter Biden is. Why would we suspect it? No, no, no. We want to drive a wedge between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden so Joe Biden will lose his cool. <laughs> you effing lunatic. Imagine the people that hire her. We, we, we know she's insane. Imagine the level of insanity it would take to hire her. That's even worse if it's possible. As insane, insane as she is. By the way, if she thought for one second that a third-party run would hurt Donald Trump's chances, oh, my God, she'd be glorifying the person who was running. Glorifying them. But how dare you, Joe Manchin, how dare you be an accomplice to Donald Trump, an accomplice? Anna Navarro should be silenced, not because she disagrees with me or the rest of humankind, but because she truly is a danger. She's a pathological liar. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's an imbecile with a single-digit IQ. And when I say single-digit in her case, I mean below five. And that sleuth next to her, Joey Behor, might be dumber. She could be a one or a two. Whoopi Goldberg is in the negative realm of single-digit IQ levels. So is Sonny Hostin Houston, who's going to drown someday. Her nose is so far up in the air. If it ever rains while she's outside, she'll drown. So we pray for rain. So there's a couple of examples of insanity, but I saved the best for last. Now, I know you're thinking, oh, you can't top that. You can't top Anna Navarro calling President Trump a threat to national security, and he must be stopped at all costs. And how dare you run a third-party campaign? How dare you be an accomplice? It's the Republicans planting cocaine. I know that's all insane stuff. And I know you're saying it, Kevin. Nothing's crazier than that. You want to bet? A black woman by the name of Becky Pringle, who is the one of the front people for the National Education Association, the NEA, the teachers union, at some convention they were having down in Florida, spoke at the end of it about what uh, children could expect from teachers in this union in the classroom. Here is, altogether class, the most insane woman on the planet Earth. We are required to fight for fair and free elections and a woman's right to make decisions about her own body. This radical court 
struck yet another blow against our LGBTQ plus community that actually licenses discrimination under the First Amendment. NEA, we all descend. We all descend. We all descend. And we will change this world for our students with that inner fire burning. We will never bend. Lock her up fast before that insanity spreads. You want to talk about a danger to children? There it is. That's child endangerment right there. That woman belongs in jail. What a psychopath. That is legitimate insanity right there. I told you I'd save the best for last. What is she talking about? The Supreme Court struck a blow against LGBTQ people. What? 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 Affirmative action? Abortion? Admissions? What, what, what is she talking about? Those are the three cases. What what case was she talking about? Oh, oh, somebody doesn't want to build a website for a gay family or a gay group? A family who builds websites can't decide what kind of website they're going to build? That, is that what she was talking Who knows what she was talking about? We all dissent. NEA, we all dissent. There it is. Her responsibility, she thinks, as a teacher and all teachers that she's talking to, is to educate your child to get sex change at age five or younger, whatever age you want, because it's okay. She wants to pervert your children with textbooks in school, quote-unquote textbooks, books of perversion, I call them. That's her, that's their role to do this to your kids. Not one thing in that, in that wild screaming jungle scream that she just uttered, not one thing in there pertained to education. Not one. It was all her political bullshit. She's a lunatic liberal. She made that clear. She doesn't belong walking the streets as a free person. She's a danger to children. She is clearly guilty of child endangerment. And that's your public schools right there. Between that screaming banshee and that other lunatic screamer, I can't even think of her name now, the white chick, you got two of the nuttiest people on earth, both women, one black, one white. It's starting to sink into me that, you know, we can't have women in charge of these things. They they do not have the temperament. They're lunatics. They have no concept, none whatsoever, of rational discussion. They start screaming. You heard Navarro. You heard Becky Pringle just now. You've heard the white gal. What's her name again, the union chief? That's all they do is scream. They don't have the temperament to lead anything. I know the women are going to say, F you, Kevin. Well, I don't care. There's your examples. I know. There's men, too. But what's wrong with the what this country is a mess and people like her given her leadership role are the reasons it's a mess. Scary stuff. Scary stuff.
These are teachers. Can't think of that wench's name, but she's nuts. Randy Weingartner. That's right. Randy Weingartner. Gartner, Gardner. She's the white nut. You got a white nut, you got a black nut, you got an Hispanic nut. How about that? Those women touch all ethnicities. White, black, Hispanic. There, there they are. Three abject lunatics and Bahor is Jewish. So you got four, you got all four of them covered. And then you got Jayapel. I don't know what the hell she is. She's a nut too. Here's what she says about our strongest ally, Israel, the day before the Israeli contingent is coming here to meet with Biden. These are our allies, remember, although Biden has treated them like the enemy. The strongest allies we have in the United States are the people of Israel and the government of Israel. And here's Pramila Jayapal. I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state, that the Palestinian people deserve self-determination and autonomy, that the dream that the dream of a two-state solution is slipping away from us. Wow. They're a racist state, Israel is. So, of course, very quickly, the fraud that she is issues a statement. Words do matter, and so it is important that I clarify my statement. Clarify? Let me clarify for you. Let's listen to it again. See if you have any issues understanding what she said. I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state. We've been fighting to make it clear, that's clarification, that Israel is a racist state. And now she says, words do matter, so it's important that I clarify my statement. Well, you just did. You said you made it clear to us that Israel is a racist state. She says, I do not believe the idea of Israel as a nation is racist. (laughs) Why do we vote for any of these people? Why would you vote for that pathetic, cowardly piece of shit? That's what she is. And then you've got the other lunatic, Rashida Tlaib, in solidarity, this is her statement, in solidarity with the Palestinian people and all those who have been harmed by Israel's apartheid government, I will be boycotting President Herzog's joint address to Congress. I urge all members of Congress who stand for human rights for all to join me. We have enemies right there in Congress. Enemies of America right in Congress. Certainly enemies of the Jewish state of Israel. Jayapal, you can lie all you want. You can backtrack all you want because, unfortunately for you, even your Democratic pals issued a statement condemning you. That's how bad that statement was. And your little attempt to lie? What kind of a fraud are you? Just say, I think Israel's racist, and, and leave it at that. You, you claim you want to clarify what you said? Here, let's clarify it again. I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state. What's more clear than that? She used the word clear. And she's been fighting, she said. Fighting to make it clear. So she wasn't clear. She wasn't able to make it clear or get her point across. She's been fighting to make it clear that Israel's a racist state. And now she says... Um, I need to clarify my comments. I don't believe Israel's a racist state. Well, you just said it was. We're supposed to take these people seriously? Do you take any of these people seriously? And that includes Hawley, Schmidt, 
All of them. Whoever your congressman or woman is, you take these people seriously? These are the worst America has to offer, the 435 members of Congress. The worst America has to offer. And yet, America, being the incompetent, illiterate nation that it is, continues to elect these people. These are the worst. Remember who destroyed the Abraham Accords, if she wants to talk about a a two-state solution slipping away. It was Biden. Whose work, endless work, hours of work, all-night work, brought the Abraham Accords to reality? Jared Kushner and the Trump administration. That's who. They were told it could never happen. They were told by people from previous administrations they could never pull it off, and they did it. Despite resistance at every turn from former administrators in different presidencies, they did it anyway. What does Biden do? He destroys it. If one Jew votes for Biden, that's a, that'd be astonished. That'd be the most astonishing thing I've ever heard of in my life. He, like he hates blacks, he hates Jews. I don't know this guy could make it any clearer. He detests the Jewish race. He detests the black race. He hates Hispanics. Biden hates everybody except Bidens. He is one of the most hateful, vile, despicable people on this earth. And he's a pedophile to boot. And he embraces pedophilia. He embraces child sex trafficking. He hasn't dispatched one person, not one to investigate the whereabouts of those 85,000 missing children who crossed the border illegally thanks to the cartels at Biden's invitation. And they've disappeared into America. Where are they? Biden doesn't care. Not one person has he dispatched to find out. You want to get to the bottom of it? Send your border czar. She likes to find the root cause of everything. Maybe she can find the root cause of 85,000 children disappearing into the country under your watch into sex slavery. But Biden's all for that. Biden's an embracer and a fan of sex slaves with children. And you say, you're crazy, Kevin. Am I? What has he done to stop it? He knows it's going on. He's been told it's going on. The facts are there. 85,000 children are missing. They've been dispatched into the hands of sponsors. You heard the whistleblower testify that the children know that they'll be in the hands of those sponsors until the debt is paid. So they'll be sex slaves until the money's paid. And Biden does nothing. Nothing. Doesn't even comment on it. And that horrific wife of his, one of the worst human beings on earth, does nothing, says nothing, but pockets a lot of money illegally obtained. Kevin McCarthy put it bluntly in his response to Jayapal's anti-Semitic comments on the heels of Ilhan Omar's anti-Semitic comments, Rashida Tlaib's anti-Semitic comments, Ayanna Presley's anti-Semitic comments, Cori Bush's anti-Semitic comments, uh, Ocasio-Cortez's anti-Semitic comments. 
I think if the Democrats want to believe that they do not have a conference that continues to make anti-Semitic remarks, they need to do something about it. Do they think Israel is an evil state? Well, if they believe differently, they should take action against their own for the comments coming from their leadership within their own Democratic Party. Yeah, they should. And issuing a statement condemning Jayapal isn't enough. They have to kick her out of Congress. She needs to be gone. Ilhan Omar needs to be gone. Tlaib needs to be gone. These are anti-Semites, every one of them. Bush, Presley, Cortez. They hate Jews. But Biden hates Jews. So why would you get rid of any of them? The Democrats hate Jews. The Democrats have nothing in common with Jewish people. I said earlier, Jewish people value education. They value hard work. They value not giving, getting gifts handed to them by government people. All of the values of the Jewish people are in complete contradiction to Democrat values, if you want to call Democrat values values. But this is an all-out assault and a war on Jews by the Democrats. And yet, you'll find Jewish people voting for Democrats. It's unbelievable. Same with the black people. It's been how many years? 50 years? More than 50? That the Democrats have stuck you right under their thumb and kept you in the ghetto, in the political ghetto, and you've done what? You keep voting for them? What the hell is wrong with you people? Blacks and Jews, both. Wake up. These people hate you. And they always have. Who in their right mind would go into office and t- and tear down the uh, Abraham Accords that were just negotiated and agreed upon after years of negotiation, difficult negotiation, last-second things that happened, if you read Kushner's book, that nearly derailed all of it? And what does Biden do? He has no respect for his predecessor governor, uh, the uh, regime. None whatsoever. The Trump administration means nothing to Biden. He wanted to destroy everything he did. Whatever happened to succeeding presidential, in this case a regime, not, a, not an administration, respecting what happened before them if it was good for the country? How can anyone make an argument that the Abraham Accords are bad for the United States, bad for the Middle East, bad for our standing in the Middle East? How can you make an argument that it is bad? You can't. From the Jewish community, how can you sit there and see what the Democrats have done to these sacred documents and agreements and think you'd ever vote for a Democrat again? How? It's mind-boggling. And then you have another racist black guy, Keith Ellison, who is nothing but a racist, comparing Clarence Thomas, a Supreme Court justice, to the character in Django Unchained. Well, Clarence Thomas, um, all you got, anybody who's watched the movie Django, just watch Stephen and you see Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is a, he has decided that his best personal interest is siding with the powerful and the and the in the, the special interests 
and regardless as to who they're going to hurt. He's like, I'm looking out for me, and I don't care nothing about you. And But I'm on the Supreme Court, so it's my job to look out for you. So he's abdicating his responsibility. He has abdicated a long time ago. When he got on the off, when he got in office, he was this way. He's this way now. Maybe he's worse now. So Clarence Thomas needs to be impeached. First of all, I got news for Keith Ellison. You're supposed to be an attorney. He's the attorney general from Minnesota, even though he's been accused with credible evidence that he beat the holy hell out of his girlfriend. But that's okay. Democrats, that never gets in their way. I got news for him. Clarence Thomas is not in office. He was never elected to anything. He serves as a Supreme Court justice. That's not an office, you ass. Secondly, the character in Django Unchained that was Stephen, if you saw the movie, was Samuel L. Jackson, who had a white slave owner who was Leonardo DiCaprio, who, of course, worshipped his slave owner in order to take care of his own ass. That's who Keith Ellison, the character, is comparing a sitting U.S. Supreme Court justice to. Keith Ellison is one of the most despicable people known to man. In office, he says Clarence Thomas's job is to protect people. No, it's not. It's not his job at all. This guy, I don't know how he ever passed a bar, Ellison. You don't even know what the Supreme Court's role is. The Supreme Court's role is to rule on cases that come before them according to the Constitution. Their job is not to look out for anybody. What a moron. And, of course, he had an equally stooge, a person sitting there interviewing him, quote-unquote, interviewing. Two stooges sitting there talking to each other, knowing nothing between them. You might want to understand a Supreme Court justice's role before you criticize them. But Clarence Thomas is the easy punching bag because the blacks, the, these uppity blacks like Keith Ellison, that's what I'll call him. That's what he is. He's an uppity prick is what he is. He loves to think that he's better than Clarence Thomas. Let me tell you something, buddy. Clarence Thomas has succeeded at a level you couldn't even dream of. Clarence Thomas represents the American dream. He wasn't born wealthy. Clarence Thomas fought against racism. He beat it all. Then he succeeded, and because he decided he was a Republican and a conservative by nature, he decided that he was going to speak as a conservative. What did the liberals do? They dispatched a black woman, I can't even think of her name, to claim all kinds of sexual things against him in his Supreme Court confirmation hearing, to which Clarence Thomas correctly responded, it was nothing but a high-tech lynching. And then... He now has to withstand these attacks by people like Keith Ellison, who's nothing but a black racist. He is the he is the epitome of what people hate, Keith Ellison. He's got to be one of the most hated people on earth. By his girlfriend's account, he's a ferocious woman beater. And yet, here he is as the attorney general for a state. Can you imagine? He used to be a congressman, by the way. And then he ran the Democrat Party. That's how low-rent Democrats are. And Clarence Thomas, who is so vastly superior intellectually in every way, character to Keith Ellison, but who isn't? I mean, I apologize to Justice Thomas for saying that he's superior to Ellison. Good grief. Who isn't? A rodent is. Roadkill is superior to Keith Ellison. Anita Hill, that's... 
the uh, Black Woman's Day dispatch to try to character assassinate Clarence Thomas. Then, of course, they bring in the uppity whites on the flip side when Kavanaugh was trying to become confirmed under President Trump, and they bring in the uppity white chick, Christine Blasey Ford, to lie about Brett Kavanaugh. This is how Democrats behave. This is their whole game. Let's get after Clarence Thomas with a black female. Let's get after Brett Kavanaugh with a white female, and we'll claim that they're both sexual perverts. When, in fact, neither were. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows they paid these women off. These women became wealthy because they were paid to lie, and no one held them accountable. Christine Blasey Ford made over a million dollars in a GoFundMe account. What are people contributing to her for? She got up there and lied, trying to character assassinate a man. Actually, she did. didn't work. She got uppity white, she got uppity black, she got uppity Hispanic, she got uppity jackasses, and they're destroying this country. They think they're better than everybody else. And they're not better than anyone. Jonathan Turley, your response to Keith Ellison's dangerous racist comments. Well, to use his words, if you want to know about Ellison, just read that statement. It's (laughs) racist, it's reprehensible. And what's really quite chilling is that we haven't heard from any of the elected Democratic officials in Minnesota condemn it. Where's the governor? Where are the U.S. senators? I mean, this is outrageous, and it's got to stop. I mean, there's got to be some limit to all of this rage. This is the chief legal officer of the state of Minnesota uh, using this racist trope. But you also have him making just a bizarre statement that Thomas is illegitimate because he has views that differ from Allison. Mm-hmm. He actually suggests that he should be removed because he's not voting the way Allison would vote. This is the same politician who praised Antifa because he said that they would put the fear uh, into Trump and, and Republicans. I mean, it, it's, there's got to be some limit here. And the question is, when will the silence be broken? And when will a Democrat step forward and say, this is not where we need to be? That's never going to happen, Professor Turley. Never. I promise you. Democrats will never take the high road and stand up and say, we condemn those comes. Where's the great Amy Klobuchar? That worthless pond scum up there in Minnesota. Where is she on this? Nowhere? Nowhere to be heard? Cat got your tongue? <laughs> Pretty incredible. Remember his, his girlfriend, Ellison's girlfriend, posted uh, physical abuse on video on her Facebook account. Her, well, I shouldn't say she posted it. Her son did. Pretty pretty nasty stuff. How does he how does he get away with that? Even though the video was posted, he claimed the video does not exist. How could it not exist if it was posted? <laughs> it exists all right. Now you might claim you didn't do it, but the video exists. Pretty amazing. So who knows what the truth is? But would it would it surprise you if you learned that Ellison was guilty? It wouldn't surprise me. He's a he's a racist. He's a low rent sob. 
Speaking of lower-end SOBs, John Kirby, along with the little black lesbian Karine Jean-Pierre, think the Secret Service did a tremendous investigative job into the cocaine mystery. They did the best they could to, to track down uh, how it got there and, and who it might have belonged to, and they just were not able to come up with any forensic evidence that, that proves it. We believe that uh, um, you know, the Secret Service did a thorough investigation. Of course, we're going to have confidence that they're going to do their jobs and do everything that they can to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> we believe, you know, she says, you know, in her flippant way, no big deal. Secret Service did a great job to get to the bottom of this. It's so laughable to hear Kirby and her say these things. And isn't it funny we haven't heard Biden weigh in on it? It's your house, buddy. You're living there. If they found cocaine in my house, I'd be pissed off. I would demand that they find the person who dropped it there. But Kirby and Karine Jean-Pierre's comments are so laughable that even diehard Trump hater Andrew Weissman, who, of course, tried everything under his illegal power with the Mueller Russia, Russia, Russia people to dethrone President Trump, even he understands this isn't a good look from the Secret Service. The Secret Service here looks like they can't find a dead cow in a closet. I mean, this is really just not a sufficient investigation. But you should do more than just say um, there were no fingerprints or DNA on the evidence and we looked at surveillance logs and we didn't see somebody actually leaving it there, which seems highly unlikely. Keep in mind, when he says they didn't do a good investigation, they interviewed nobody. How do you call it an investigation when you didn't interview a single person? Not one. When is America going to wake up? I've implored the Jewish community, the black community, to wake up. Liberals have done nothing for your communities. Nothing. In their history. It's unbelievable. And yet you keep voting for them. And here they are. Are you telling me that if a black man had dropped cocaine somewhere, that they wouldn't have arrested him already? Biden's Biden's regime? Guarantee it. If they could have found a black guy on the surveillance video in that White House, he would have been charged. Guarantee it. And then you have these imbecile, as I said earlier, the 435 dumbest people in America. We are not sending our best and brightest to Washington, led by Jamal Bowman and perhaps someone dumber than him, Eric Swalwa, who is dumber than Bowman, and others claiming, hey, no problem with no coke, with no coke offender being found. Fox, right? Yes. I'm I mad know. at Fox. Okay. Not you. You're great. But I'm mad at Fox. What's up? Okay. I wanted to know if you have concerns that there was an illicit substance brought to the White House and no one seems to be able to find out whose it was. I'm concerned always about illicit substances. No harm, no foul, and we move on. Why do you think the Secret Service doesn't care that cocaine was found at the Biden White House? Oh, I, I hope they care. There's thousands of people who go in and out of the White House. If you all want to be strip searched, uh, you know, for substances before you go into the White House, um, that's something that, you know, you should work with the Secret Service to see if they can accommodate. We need to do an investigation. If there's an illegal drug, find who... They're ending their investigation, though. Is that a problem? 
They need, I, I think that I, I'm sorry, I'm just not up on the details. I didn't know they were ending the investigation. No, if you have concerns that there's cocaine found at the White House, it's a risk to our national security. I mean, it is obviously a problem to have cocaine in the White House. I hope they figure out how that happened. But the Secret Service has ended their investigation without figuring out whose cocaine it was. Do you think that's a problem? That was Ilhan Omar, and her last comment was, go ask the Secret Service. How about Swalwell? Thousands of people come into the White House. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's a lie. Thousands of people do not come into the West Wing of the White House. That's a lie. It's the most secure area in America. Bowman, no harm, no foul. Let's move on. No harm, no foul. There was a felony committed in the White House. What do you mean, no harm, no foul? (laughs) They don't care. Swallow, hey, you want to be strip searched? He wanted to strip search her. She looked like a Chinese spy to him. He He was getting going there. That guy is, he is the male Nicole Wallace. Just an empty head. Just a complete empty head. Jordan Belfort knows a little bit about coke addiction. He is a coke addict. He is a recovering coke addict. He was featured in the movie Wolf of Wall Street, played by DiCaprio. And he knows a little bit about addiction. And here's his theory on the bag of coke in the White House. Uh, The obvious person to point to is Hunter Biden. Why? Because the action, like what people aren't focused on is why would someone take it out of their pocket and leave it somewhere? The answer is because when you're in that mindset of an addict, you want to have like little drop points so you can kind of sneak in, take a quick hit, leave it there for safekeeping and come back. So it was being stored somewhere. In other words, you could easily keep it in your pocket, get in and out without getting detected. So the person that put it there had to be there on a consistent basis to keep using it undetected. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, listen, hopefully he's stopped, but people typically don't stop using a drug unless they've suffered massive consequences. And this guy hasn't suffered consequences for anything, whether it's not declaring taxes, whether it's going on the board of Burisma and, like, you know, why was he there, whether it's becoming a famous artist overnight and selling scribble-scrabble for, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, no consequences there. So why would he have stopped using drugs? I wonder when there's no consequences. Typically, that's just not the way it happens, although I seriously hope he's not still that. Interesting theory there. He should know. Addicts don't stop doing their coke unless they suffer massive consequences. This guy hasn't suffered a consequence in his life for anything. Anything. He goes down to Arkansas and argues poverty before a judge. And the judge reduces his financial responsibility to a daughter that he won't admit he has, to a granddaughter that his father and mother don't admit they have. This family is the most disgusting family in American history. I want I want someone who votes for them to look themselves in the mirror. Go ahead and wrestle with your character, because you don't have any. A person who would vote for Biden has no character or, or integrity whatsoever. You're despicable. And then Saki 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 sits down with uh, Bandana Head Raskin and starts attacking James Comer. How concerned are you with that 
James Comer was the chairman of the committee, was knowingly, unknowingly working with, co-opted by a foreign agent. I'm just concerned that um, the House Oversight Committee is suddenly being compromised in a really serious way. Our legitimacy is being eroded by the tactics adopted by Chairman Comer. Let's think about the tactics adopted by Chairman Comer that you think are embarrassing you or destroying your legitimacy or whatever it is. He has investigated money laundering allegations against the Bidens brought forth by whistleblowers. He has uncovered at least six banks. He has uncovered over hundreds of suspicious flagging of movements on Biden accounts by banks all over the world. They don't do that stuff unless they're sure of it. So those are the kind of questionable tactics. He has called the whistleblowers to come before Congress to testify. And they're going in there today or tomorrow. I can't remember which. I think it's tomorrow, actually. And they've now got a former FBI agent who has backed up everything the whistleblowers have said. And Raskin questions that. This is a guy who sat on the January 6th committee, who lied, who co-opted lies under oath, and he's wondering about tactics by someone else? Jamie Raskin is one of the most pathetic liars in Congress. And he's questioning the way James Comer has gone about investigating the Bidens. The only reason he's questioning them is because Comer caught them. But Raskin doesn't think so. He's now attacking the whistleblowers and claims they haven't laid a glove on Biden. They essentially have said, we will validate anybody who will say anything about the Bidens. And of course, they haven't laid a glove on President Biden. There are real issues that are confronting our people, and they're off on this wild goose chase. They're off on a wild goose chase, says the guy who was on the January 6th committee, says the guy who was involved in the impeachment of President Trump. He's claiming someone else is off on a wild goose chase. You can't be more disgusting than these people are. The worst of this country is representing us in Congress. Wake up, people. Vote them all out, every last one of them. Are you crazy? And again, don't tell me your person's good because they're not. On the rare miracle that one person in Congress is a decent person, Too bad. They go out with the rest of them. They're a part of this mess. Comer wasn't going to take that from Raskin. Very disappointing, but not surprising. The tactics that we're using the House Oversight Committee is we're using a thing called evidence, and it's something that Jamie Raskin has no concept of, and the Democrat liberal media uh, will not consider. We have the Biden's bank records. We have bank violations from six different banks that all reported to the Treasury Cabinet that they felt like the Biden family was laundering money through shell companies. Uh, they were concerned about the fact that some of these wires they were getting from foreign nationals were from state-owned entities. That means they're from from the government, from the Chinese Communist Party. So I don't think that Jamie Raskin or Jim Psaki can point to one thing that we 
we produce one thing that we put on oversight stationery that cannot be backed up by facts in the form of hard evidence from bank records and bank violations from the Biden family. Of course they can't, Congressman Comer. But you didn't expect Saki to actually ask Raskin for some evidence of his lies, did you? Can you back your lies up, Congressman Raskin? No, you can't. But she wouldn't ask him that because she's accusing Comer herself. That wasn't a question. She says, are you concerned about Comer being co-opted by a foreign agent? What foreign agent co-opted Jamie Comer? Nobody. But Saki's nothing but a political hack herself. She's not a reporter. She didn't know the first thing about being a reporter. She's a political hack. That's all she is. And in this country, you now get punished for telling the truth. Is that right, Tucker Carlson? No one is punished for lying. People are only punished for telling the truth. You could literally... You could literally wake up tomorrow move to the Bahamas, start a fake cryptocurrency, defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do and I'm not recommending it. Note to the FTC, not recommending it. But you could do that, and you could get caught. People might have like a balanced view of you. He's really smart, good guy, got a little over his skis as we say. Those kinds of crimes, which is to say actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens, leaving the border open so 7 million people can walk across. Those are not small things. That's like, it's not all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at Thanksgiving. Those are like actually kind of world historic crimes. Never punished. What are the crimes that are punished? Thought crimes. Thinking the wrong thing, having the wrong beliefs, saying unapproved words. Carpe diem Tucker Carlson. Thought crimes, speech crimes. All those crimes that he identified that are not investigated whatsoever, throw in the child sex trafficking. Because we're going to pound that issue every day. Not one word, and not one word from the media, and that includes Fox for the most part. I mean, they do bring Jim Caviezel on. I've seen Tim Ballard on. So they've done some, but nowhere near enough. Just like they did some with regard to the January 6th political prisoners, but nowhere near enough. Tucker, what was the... uh, January 6th video, what did you see? Was it people in an insurrection or was it people with a legitimate beef? I was completely content to believe January 6th was what it looked like to me on TV, which is a bunch of angry people who thought the election was stolen from them, who, who appropriately went to confront the people they thought stole it. So like George Floyd gets killed and all of a sudden they loot Foot Locker. What did Foot Locker have to do with it? I will say, in Republican primary voters' defense, they're mad at the Congress. They went to the Congress. They didn't loot any liquor stores. They just went right to the source. That's true. It wasn't like 
Oh, they stole the election from us. Let's loot Macy's. All right. It's so true. These and these these lunatics who go loot Macy's and Foot Locker while protesting some George Floyd nonsense. Never prosecuted. Very few of them arrested, but certainly quickly let go. Never held accountable. All the looting that goes on throughout America, all the violent crime, never held accountable. But boy, you say something against the regime, and look out. Look out. And 81 million votes for Biden? Tucker, you believe that? 81 million votes? This 15 million more than Barack Obama. It seems like a lot, considering he didn't campaign and he can't talk. Um, But, you know, there was just something about him. It was that magic. And, you know, maybe you didn't feel it. It's like pistachio ice cream. It's not a flavor for everybody. But the people who like it really like it. 81 million. (laughs) People who liked it really liked it. It was the magic of Biden. That's what it was. Megyn Kelly went down to this event. And one of the things she did, she talked about it on her show, is she met with President Trump one-on-one. And she talked about when he walks in a room, he commands the room, unlike any person she's ever seen before. One of the things she talked to the college students about, thousands of college students were there. And the, the, the female college students told her, that their biggest complaint on college campuses now is they can't find any real men. That the toxic masculinity charges against men in this country by the liberals have destroyed manhood. They're just left with the guys with buns on their head. So the girls in college, the co-eds, they have nobody to date. And Megyn Kelly sat down with President Trump. They ironed out their differences. She said they got along great. They have let bygones be bygones. And she also had a chance to talk to Tucker. And she, by the way, sounded like she will vote for Donald Trump without saying it. She gave a warning to Fox with regard to suing Tucker Carlson. Fox News has not yet sued Tucker. And all I'll tell you is they should not. It would be a mistake, as I've said before, but I believe it even more strongly now than ever. Don't do it, Fox. You're going to be really sorry. It's not going to end well for you or anyone on your side if you go after him. Just let him go. You fired him. He wants to give back the money. Just wants to make a living doing the news. Just let him. Don't be dumb. Well, it's hard for them not to be dumb. I mean, they are dumb. (laughs) So that's part of the problem. When you've got dumb people, you're going to have dumb things, and they're going to do dumb things. And when you have huge egos like the people at Fox have, then it might even get worse. And it probably will before it gets better. And if they do sue Tucker, and I think what she was saying very clearly there is, he's got stuff on them. And if they sue him, he's trying to give them, he wants to keep your money. Don't keep paying me. You fired me. Let me go. But Fox, like all true liberals, want to control you. And Fox is nothing more than a liberal network run by uber liberals. 
you're allowed to say certain things on Fox, but you best not cross their line. Tucker Carlson found that out. O'Reilly, to some extent, found that out, even though the the female charges against O'Reilly were apparently legitimate. But others have found that out at Fox. Be careful. I don't think you can ever feel comfortable working at Fox if you're a conservative, ever. When Trump got a chance to speak, and that's who everybody came to see, he actually spoke about his conversation with Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly, she was the one that gave me that terrible question where I said, only Rosie O'Donnell, thank God I came up with that. I would have been, because she had plenty of other names going. I didn't like that. The place went crazy. Nobody ever heard the other names, so I considered that a very good answer. But but that was a hell of a question. (laughs) But she has been all, and she's been great. And by the way, not to me. She's been great for the country. She wants our country to survive. So it's not for me. Carpe diem to President Trump and to Megyn Kelly. I'm so happy they cleared that up. She can be a strong voice for conservatism. And she pro- and she probably is a true patriot where she wants the country to be better. So that's why she wants Donald Trump. If she had anything to harbor against President Trump, she wouldn't have sought him out to talk to him. But she was very gracious in describing when he came into the room. She said everybody stopped. Everybody stops doing what they're doing. She said, nobody commands a room like Donald Trump does. There's a magnetism about him. And there is, you can just tell. That's why these rallies. Donald Trump is one of the people, except he has billions of dollars. Otherwise, he's one of us. Marjorie Taylor Greene had some breaking news after she talked with Kevin McCarthy yesterday. These are the most powerful federal agencies in Washington, D.C., the FBI and the Department of Justice, and they are completely politically weaponized against their political opponents, that being President Trump, anyone associated with him, all the way down to parents at school boards, pro-life Catholics, and many others. But here's the real situation. I'll break some news for you on your show. I had a meeting today with Kevin McCarthy in his office in the Capitol, and there is investigations that are being launched into Christopher Wray and Merrick Garland, and we're going to hunt that investigation as far as we can, and if it leads to impeachment, the Speaker is just fine with it. Carpe diem, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Speaker McCarthy. Good. Now let's wage the same kind of investigations into them as you're doing to the Bidens. And as I've said many times, don't expect anything to happen to these people until we get a change in the White House. But when there's a change in the White House, and there will be in 2024, if it's Trump, you better hire a bulldog attorney general. My recommendation is Josh Hawley. I'm sure there are other good ones. Mark Levin, he's an attorney. Wouldn't he be a great uh, attorney general? I think so. He would leave blood in the streets. I think Hollywood too. And that's what needs to happen. Liberals need to be taught that this country is not theirs. This country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. This country has a governing constitution. This country has a rule of law that we all abide by or we face consequences. But they don't think they have to. And they think they can overdo the entire country. You heard that screaming nutcase from the teachers union, how they're going to change the world. No, you're not. People are fed up with you and people like you. 
Parents are fed up with you and people like you. These people who run these teachers' unions are nothing more than political activists. They're not teachers. They're sick. They're mentally ill. And any teacher who would subscribe to their crap is mentally ill. I used to defend teachers all the time on my various shows. All the time. I wouldn't defend a teacher today if you handed me money. Until teachers can prove to me that they're not part of this, then I don't trust them. I don't trust any of them. Not a one. Because I don't hear very many of them standing up against this crap. In fact, I don't hear any of them, to be honest with you. Not a single one. They might be against it. They're afraid to lose their job. When you become more afraid to lose your job than you are to tell the truth, then you're the bad person. Because you can always find a job. I'm living proof of that. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said some interesting things yesterday. He pointed out that COVID actually targeted different ethnic groups. And boy, did that get the liberals exploding. COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and, uh, and, uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and, uh, and Chinese. And but we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted that or not. But there are papers out there that show the you know the um, the racial and ethnic differential and the impact to that. I would assume that he's going to go on Fox, one of the shows, very shortly and explain that the papers that he said he has. But he's not alone in thinking that, and he's not alone in believing it, and he's not alone with proof because there have been books written. But of course, very quickly. The little black lesbian racist, the bigot in the White House, claimed RFK Jr. is the racist. If you think about uh, the the racist and anti-Semitic uh, conspiracy theories that come out of, of saying those types of things, it's, a, it's an attack on our fellow citizens, our fellow Americans. How is it attack on our, by the way, our fellow citizens are our fellow Americans, you stupid ass. How is it atta- an attack on them to say that this, virus that came from China from a lab intentionally unleashed on the United States to harm the economy and get rid of President Trump. How is it an attack on our citizens to say that it was geared toward white and black people? Because last time I checked, if you add the white and the black populations together in this country, it is the overwhelming majority of people in this country. So it would make sense that that's who the Chinese would attack if they could scientifically engineer a virus to do that. Makes perfect sense. The attack on our fellow citizens is not from RFK Jr. The attack on our citizens, and us included, is from the Chinese. And that's what he said. But, of course, she had to brand him a racist. Well, Rand Paul agrees with Robert Kennedy Jr. Is he on to something, Rand Paul? Do I think that the Chinese and other countries, perhaps even our country, have looked at um, types of viruses that genetically are more prone to injure certain individuals? Yeah, I think a lot of countries have looked into this, but there's a great deal of evidence that China has. There have been books written about this, about which ethnicities. Uh, the only one I can tell you for sure is I think they try to protect their own. You're damn right. Carpe diem, Senator Paul. When it comes to the medical science and these viruses, I will listen to Rand Paul before I listen to anybody else. And then right after him, I'll listen to Kennedy. 
because those two have made it almost their life's work to find out what's going on. Those are the guys I want to hear. And I want to see, to be honest with you, I want to see whoever the attorney general is, whether it's Josh Hawley or Cash Patel, our director of research even brought him up. Cash Patel would be a great attorney general. I want to see them investigate Karine Jean-Pierre too, because the, the, she is Tokyo Rose. And so is Saki. I want the both of them investigated. They have willingly stood up and lied to the American people every single day of their tenure. Every day. These people are the most dangerous of all because they are disseminating information from the, supposedly from the White House. It's all lies, of course, blessed by the White House. And they've all been proven to be lies. RFK Jr., is it just the Chinese or are we developing these types of bioweapons? And we are developing ethnic bioweapons. That's where all those labs in the Ukraine are about. They're collecting Russian DNA. They're collecting Chinese DNA. Though we can target people by race. Remember all those labs we've heard about in Ukraine? All those bio labs? He says that's what they're for. I want to see more evidence on it, but I have no reason to doubt him. I mean, zero zip zilch. And then we come upon the child sex trafficking in this country. And Jim Caviezel is making the rounds, man. I give this guy credit. He there he has a target on his back from the cowardly liberals. If they were man enough, they would put the target on his chest, but they're liberals, so the target's on his back because that's what liberals will do. They'll shoot you in the back. Jim Caviezel, tell us about Tim Ballard and what did he do? Remember I just said a minute ago, if teachers are such cowards that they value their job more than standing up and telling the truth, then shame on them. Tim Ballard didn't value his job. He had a very good job with Homeland Security, and he had six kids to support with a wife. He gave it all up to do what, Jim Caviezel? He, he sold everything he had to go down there and to find that one precious uh, pearl, which is this little girl. And I think Americans understand that they also have precious pearls in their children, and they don't want them taken. And they're looking at the government now and going, what are you doing? What are the three agents, letter agencies doing? They're not doing their job, especially when 85,000 children crossed the border this last year and disappeared. Where did they disappear to? Where did they disappear to, Biden? Harris? Where are they? They're in sex slavery. That's where they are. And Biden doesn't care. Biden hasn't uttered a word. If the president had a, a spine, he would stand up and say, hey, we are declaring war on these uh, sex trafficking psychopaths, and we are forming a task force in a revamped FBI that is filled with patriots and not criminals, and we're going after them. And if Trump gets reelected, that's the first thing he should do. Once he appoints his cabinet, fire Christopher Ray, fire everybody at the at the FBI, everybody goes, hire new agents, and have a task force to go out and hunt down these sex traffickers. Hunt them down and hang them. Don't give them a lethal injection. Don't put them in prison for life. Hang them in public square. And put a sign on them that says pedophile. 
Let the world know what we think of pedophiles. You know, I can't stand Hannity. I've said it a thousand times. I think he's just a real bullshitter. He's always loving himself. I've been friends with Donald Trump, or I've been friends with this guy. I've been friends with that guy. I'm friends. You know how far, but we're friends. Now he's talking with Jim Caviezel last night, and Caviezel brought up the passion of the Christ. And, of course, Hannity does his thing by interrupting. And he interrupts to tell him that he, Hannity, has will watch and does watch the Passion of the Christ at least twice every year. That was a kind of popular movie too that you played. I, yeah, I, I, I still watch it twice a year at least. I still watch it twice a year at least. You are so full of shit. Does anybody out there watch the Passion of the Christ twice a year? I thought it was a spectacular movie, extremely important movie especially during the times when it was made, still is today, but I wouldn't watch it twice a year. And neither does Hannity. I watch it twice a year, at least. He had to add at least. Make it sound like he even watches it more. If he had Clark Gable on, he'd say, I watch Gone with the Wind at least twice a, twice a year, if not more. I can't stomach that guy. John Kirby was asked about this abortion policy in the military and why it's so important to allow these women to have abortions that are in the military. He wildly defends killing babies. Our policies, whether they're diversity, inclusion, and equity, or whether they're about transgender individuals who qualify physically and mentally to serve to be able to do it with dignity, or whether it's about female service members, one in five, or female family members being able to count on the kinds of health care and reproductive care specifically that they need to serve. Uh, That is a foundational, sacred obligation of military leaders across the river. Uh, I've seen it myself, and it matters because it says we're invested in you because you are being willing to invest in us. You're investing your life, your family's livelihood with us. We owe you that back in return. See if you can follow that guy. You're investing in us as a member of the military, so we owe you the right to an abortion. (laughs) Where do these people come up with this? This blubbering nonsense. What a weasel that guy is. If you look through this whole Biden regime, you'll find the ugliest women and the men are the biggest weasels. I've never seen anything like it. It's like you go out of your way to find these people. And they're the worst America has to offer. The elected people in Congress are, and the bureaucrats that nobody elected are. They're the worst we have. It's just incredible. And there's another mystery that nobody's investigating. Where did all the COVID money go? We keep talking about all the debt we have and all the money that Biden spends every day. Where did all that COVID money go? Let's check with Stuart Varney. Maybe he knows because he's a pretty smart guy. As part of COVID relief, Congress set up the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee. It studied how a small portion of the money was spent. What a mess. Ten agencies spent $2.6 billion in six communities on 89 programs. They didn't have the data to track where it all went. Incomplete records. Why are we surprised? To qualify for COVID unemployment money, all claimants had to do was submit a name, a date of birth, 
address and social security number. Open season for fraud. The Small Business Administration estimates that 17% of the 1.2 trillion it distributed went to fraud. That's $200 billion. The whole pandemic bailout was riddled with mistakes and political favoritism. For example, 122 billion went to the schools, some of it unspent, even now. Gigantic bailouts for Democrat-run states, huge. And yet it continues. The Democrats want to keep on spending by the trillion, raising the debt and threatening more inflation. Why do we think that this time, spending in the future will be any different? Why do we think that? If we think that, we're idiots. Because it won't be. And we all know that. Last night, Fox changed their lineup. And uh, Greg Gutfeld shows now on at 9 o'clock Central Time as opposed to 10. And he opened it up with Bill O'Reilly ripping Christopher Cuomo on Cuomo's show, I guess it was. But when O'Reilly rips Cuomo, O'Reilly kind of gives Gutfeld a backhanded compliment. And then Cuomo's response, <laughs> well, Gutfeld, Gutfeld will have an answer. Greg Gutfeld on a cable network beats all of them Okay, because he's moderately entertaining. They're not. Is, unless you are an extreme righty, he is a toxic little uh, person. O'Reilly says, moderately entertaining, and then a toxic little person? Gutfeld? A toxic little person. Easy there, Fredo. <laughs> Why does Chris always have that same desperate look on his face? He's, he's like a skydiver realizing that after jumping, he had packed his laundry and not a parachute. <laughs> Gutfeld is not moderately funny. His show is spectacular. So, O'Reilly, you wish you, wish you had his numbers. You wish. Now, why do we always say that Heels Up Harris is the greatest security blanket that Biden has ever had. Well, I think you've seen evidence of it, but we've got more. And this is why none of the people in the Democrat Party will ever ask Biden to step down until his time is over. And this is why also I believe that they will never allow Biden to run again. Because if he runs again, it will be difficult to cast Harris to the curb. And if they don't cast her to the curb and Biden ran again and should somehow rig the election for the second time, he won't make it through the second four years, that's for sure. And then we're stuck with her. Even the Democrats don't want to be stuck with her. And she keeps giving them more fodder. Biden's people keep dispatching her to these worthless events, but yet she finds a way, even at these worthless events, to make a complete ass out of herself, as she did at this retirement party for Jesse Jackson when she adopts some sort of a weird accent. I said to the congressman, I didn't know he could preach like that. <laughs> I said to the congressman, I didn't know he could preach like that. Were you from the South all of a sudden? The giggler. Not the joker. She's the giggler right out of Batman. But she got the accent again when she talked about the Rainbow Coalition. So when I was in law school, I was back in California after I left Howard. 
and I drove a Toyota Corolla. It was a fancy car for me. Fancy car. And I had a bumper sticker in the back window. Jesse Jackson for president. A fancy car for me. I had a bumper sticker in the back window. Jesse Jackson for president. This retirement party must have been somewhere in the South. Or was she trying to talk like Jackson, like she's a preacher or something? All of a sudden, the Republican National Committee has come up with a video of three and a half minutes of her saying the same thing, at all at different speeches. Uh, every one of these is a different speech. I'm not going to play all three and a half minutes for you. But this is apparently now her go-to phrase. Can you see what can be seen? Heels up, Harris. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been. You know? What can be unburdened by what has been. 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 There are those who are unable to see what can be, um, but there are many more who are able to see what can be unburdened by what has been. (laughs) Oh, my God. Help me. Stop it. Stop the pain, Lord. Put a muzzle on that woman forever. I know it can be unburdened by what has been. She thought that was catchy, so she just kept saying it everywhere she went. Every time she spoke, I can imagine what can be unburdened by what has been. That's kind of how I feel about Donald Trump in 2024. I can imagine what can be unburdened by what the Biden administration regime has done. I can. I can imagine. I can imagine us returning to a booming economy, energy independence, running the world again, respected on the international stage again, no inflation again. No high unemployment, just high employment. No racial divide. Yeah, I can I can imagine what can be, Harris, by unburdening myself as to what you are and what you've been with that demented old man who's your boss. I can imagine what can be. Yes, I certainly can. I can imagine what can be if you get the right windows for your house, too, because guess what happens? Your utility bills will come down. Mine did. You won't have to fear hailstorms. I don't. You won't have to replace your air conditioner or your furnace. I don't. And all because I got Window World windows. They're simply the best for less, and if you call them, they'll come out to your house and prove to you why they're simply the best for less. 314-993-1800 gets you the free in-home estimate. 314-993-1800. They came out to my house. I got the new windows. I had hail break through my previous windows. I no longer fear hail. My utility bills have come down. My air conditioner and furnace do not run 24-7, so I don't have to fear replacing those things. I have the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. And that's what you'll be getting too, by the way. And all you have to do is call them. Lifetime warranty covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. 
And Window World can do that for you because they use double-strength glass in their windows. That's their normal way of doing business. It's not an upsell. It's not an extra charge. In fact, if you price the same amount of Window World windows, the same windows, same number with the competition, we did it for you. Other listeners of ours did it for you. You will pay about a third of the price for Window World windows that you'll pay for the competition's windows. Same windows, same number of windows. About a third of the price. So get that free in-home estimate. Window World, 314-993-1800. They're offering 18 months, same as cash financing, with approved credit at Window World. All right, we're going to take a break right here in the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Grab yourself a Monster Energy Drink during the break. Give yourself that kick for the day, the boost, the push, the focus you need. Might have a big meeting today. You want to be focused. Monster Energy Drink. We're back after this. Cane poles sitting down by the creek. Lines in the water, watching those bobbers, seeing that red sun sink. Mama's on the porch yelling, supper's hot. Y'all come and get in. We yell five more minutes. At 16, it was 12.03, standing at her front door. Katie's dad said midnight, but we needed just a little more. Yellow light flipping on and off, interrupting that good night kissing. We wanted five more minutes. Time goes by, the clock don't stop. I wish I had a few more drops of the good stuff.
sticks My grandpa said There's angels in the room All the family gathered round Knew the time was coming soon With so much left to say I prayed Lord I ain't finished Just give us five Welcome back in. Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, stl-cars.com, Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com, kevinslaytonshow.com. Your calls are welcome at 636-348-4460, 636-348-4460. Don't forget that uh, Taco Bell is calling your name for breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night. You can get a Dollar Crave menu item right now. $5 Crave menu item right now. Grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a buck. Uh, double stuffed taco is a dollar. Grande burrito is a dollar. You can go to that $5 Crave menu if you're extra hungry and get yourself a triple double crunch wrap with two tacos and a soft drink in a box for just five bucks. Don't forget those morning AM crunch wraps. There's two different kinds under three bucks. A Grande scrambler is under three dollars. Folks, I support locally owned and operated businesses, and with Taco Bell, it's no different. Here are the locally owned and operated locations for Taco Bell in our area. In Missouri, they're in the Chesterfield Valley. They're in Washington, St. Clair, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Decatur, Carbondale, the home of the Saluki, Springfield, the home of the Pig Governor, Salem, Jerseyville, Troy, Ducoin, the home of the State Fair, and Columbia, the home of Ann Breyer Golf Club. Those are the locations for locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations in our area. And I'm kind of getting hungry for one right now. Grab my Monster Energy drink. Give myself that relentless pursuit of victory for the day. Be at the top of my game all day. Grab my most badass energy drink around on the planet, Monster Energy drink. I'll unleash the beast and then I'll go to Taco Bell. That's hard to beat. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. Did you see what uh, the little coward from up north, Justin Trudeau, said about us? Apparently, parents of Muslims in Canada are kind of fed up with the way Canada uh, is 
force feeding the same the way as in the United States these woke curriculum ideas to the kids K through 12 the gender ideology the LGBTQ curriculum Trudeau was meeting with one of the Muslim parents who's pissed off about it and um said, I ask you, Mr. Prime Minister, please protect our culture, our belief, the sin that you are doing to them. You know what Trudeau said? First of all, there's an awful lot of misinformation and disinformation out there from people on social media, particularly fueled by the American right wing are spreading a lot of untruths about what is actually in the curriculum. Now, when asked to comment, of course, Trudeau ran and hid again, just like he did when the truckers were coming to town. That's what Trudeau does. So the Canadians up north, a hardy lot. It's cold up there, a lot of farmers. You're no better than the United States. You're just as dumb as the people in the United States that vote. You elect this clown, this coward? I mean, truthfully, what is wrong with the people of the United States and Canada? We understand that we didn't elect Biden. That was rigged. But you elected a lot of these representatives and these senators. Who could ever, in their right mind, in the state of New York, cast a vote for Chuck Schumer? Who could ever vote for Pelosi or Schiff? I've come to the conclusion that those races are rigged as well. You can't get reelected that many times being an asshat like those people are. We have no free and fair elections in this country. They're a thing of the past. The only hope is that somebody like Trump comes along and somebody like Biden is the opponent, and it's so one-sided that it would be absurd to think it would ever happen again. Even the Democrats, I don't think, can steal another one. Not this time. But we'll wait and see. I didn't think they could steal the governor's race in Arizona, but they did. Remember who they have in their camp. They have the media and they have the judiciary. Somehow all of these election cases always fall in front of a an Obama or Clinton appointed judge. Isn't that odd? Kerry Lake's case in Arizona is in front of an Obama appointed judge who dismissed the case. Of course he did. And they'll claim, oh, yeah, well, look at that. She has, she didn't win in court. She didn't get a chance. It's the same thing they say about Trump. Oh, he didn't win in court. He never got the chance. And I love it when these Republicans, these rhinos, Start talking about, uh, like like Christie, you know, we're tired of losing. Trump's candidates don't lose. Go back and look at the record. Look at who he's endorsed over the past seven years, six, seven years, and see how many winners versus losers he has. It's unbelievable. And if they act as though, because they didn't win the Senate, <laughs> that somehow it's Trump's fault? I'm telling you, the Republicans do their own damage. Always have, always will. Most of it's because they lack a spine. But it is what it is. And you gotta root yourself you gotta root them out. And if you don't root them out, this is what you're gonna get. That's why I say vote them all out. That way we'll know we got them out. And then we can put new ones in.
Trump has endorsed more than 250 candidates over the past so many years. 82% success rate. 82%. Better than 8 out of every 10. (laughs) By the way, he went 8-2 against House Republicans who supported his impeachment. So he kept right on, right on winning. That's a pretty impressive record. I don't care what you say. And over 91% of his candidates won their open primaries. 40% of challengers topped incumbents. That's an astonishing record. Astonishing. So keep talking about it, Christy, because the reason you're tired of losing as Republicans is because of people like you. You cause Republicans to lose. People like you, because you'll never win. You won't win a thing. You might win the eating contest, but that's about it. You're not going to win anything that matters. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And now he gets into a Twitter fight with Chris uh, with uh, Tucker Carlson. You can't win that. I got news for you. He'll make you look like an idiot. Remember, Christie keeps saying that Tucker's always been wrong about the Ukrainian situation, but he hasn't been. In fact, he's been spot on. And when Christie went on with Stephanopoulos on Sunday, he started in again, attacking Tucker. I got news for you, Christy. You don't win that exchange. Tucker took to Twitter, shared a screenshot of an article from Mediate with the headline, you've always been wrong about this, Tucker. Chris Christie pummels Carlson over his opposition to Ukraine. And then wrote, sounds like this could use a longer conversation. We just asked Governor Christie to sit down and explain his views on Ukraine. He refused. You hate to think that Chris Christie is a blustery coward who plays the tough guy with sycophants at ABC, but won't answer real questions. But who knows? We hope he reconsiders. (laughs) This is the guy who runs around calling Trump a coward Because Trump's not going to show up for the first debate, and why should he with a 30-point lead? He'd be insane to show up. He's not afraid of Chris Christie, of all people. So he's calling Donald Trump, says he's afraid of Chris Christie, afraid of what I'll do to him, he said. And then when Tucker asked Christie to come on his podcast and have a discussion about Ukraine, crickets from Christie. And so, Tucker, he is a blustery coward. He does try to play the tough guy when he's on with the sycophants, not only at ABC, by the way, but also at Fox. But he won't answer real questions. And the reason he won't answer real questions is because he never gets real questions. He's not going to get them from Stephanopoulos. He's not going to get them from the idiots that interview him on Fox, and that includes Brian Kilmeade. But when you got douchey douchebag and Ainsley Earhart interviewing him, come on. 
But Christie is the ultimate coward. He is the ultimate liberal. And that's why he won't go near Tucker Carlson's podcast or anybody else who he knows won't be friendly to him. That's how liberals behave. And that's what Christie is. He's a liberal. And not a very good one. They don't want him either. He's the guy without a party. If he were so damn good, why don't you run as an independent? Why don't you run as the third party? I got news for you. You won't take a single vote away from Trump. And this is all because he wasn't given a cabinet position. Isn't it funny? I'll give the Democrats this. They don't whine and bitch and moan about stuff like that. If they don't get a cabinet position, they don't try to hold the president hostage. That only happens in Republicans. And it only happens with people like Christie, to be honest with you. So, yes, Tucker, he is afraid of you. And as as good as I think you are, it's not because you're so great that he's afraid of you. He's afraid of everybody. The guy simply has no courage. He has nothing to offer anyone. If someone ever asks him for his policy positions, he has none. That'll be a question he won't won't be able to answer. You watch and see in that debate. They'll ask him something about his policy, and he'll start criticizing Trump. Watch and see. Did you see where Wells Fargo downgraded Fox Corporation stock on Monday, yesterday? Because Fox, Fox News' viewership continues to decline since they let Tucker Carlson go. They've taken a significant dive. During the 8 o'clock hour, which is where he was, they dropped from 3 million viewer average to 1.65. Audience cut almost in half. Wow. An analyst said now there are ecosystem risks surrounding the news outlet. I don't know what that means, but it's not good. (laughs) It is not good. Most of Fox's earnings are Fox News earnings. And with Fox News losing their viewership since they cut Carlson loose, that's going to be a lot of pressure. So that's why they're desperate and they changed up their lineup, their show lineup in primetime, as if it's going to matter. All they did was rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. You didn't eliminate anything. Nobody was brought in that's new. You had the same people. (laughs) They think moving Laura Ingram from 9 o'clock Central Time to 6 o'clock Central Time is going to make a difference and putting Jesse Waters in Tucker's old spot is going to make a difference. And then bringing Gutfeld up an hour. Gutfeld moving up an hour will help the ratings from 9 to 10, but it will kill the ratings from 10 to 11, which you had dominated. Fox News was 52% of cable news primetime viewership for the years 2020 through 2022. That has slid to 38% in June since Tucker left. That's huge. Their share of conservative news viewers fell from 94% to 84%. They're in trouble, and they know it. One quarter of American adults say they watch Fox News less often now that Tucker has left. 
And they continue to try to hold him hostage. And they continue to have a smear campaign. But as Megyn Kelly warned, and we played it for you earlier, they better not sue him, which sounds to me after she was talking to him like he has a lot of dirt on them. And if he has a lot of dirt on them and they try to sue him, I think we all know that Tucker will not relent. He will not relent. So while Christie's playing tough guy with Tucker and making a fool of himself, he's also making a bigger fool of himself by claiming he wants to fight President Trump. And, and I mean fight him, a fist fight. Says he'd kick his ass. The guy's 78 years old. I'd kick his ass. I'll fight Donald Trump anywhere he wants, in any arena he wants, whether it's on a debate stage or in the octagon. Can you imagine this guy? What are you, five years old? Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm sorry. Go ahead again. Oh, good morning, sir. I'm doing well. Good. Good to hear from you. How, how's everything else going? Good? Eh. Sure. I guess not. I guess not. I'll I'll retract the question. (laughs) I appreciate it. (laughs) Sorry about my uh, disguise, not so disguised answer. (laughs) Uh, Life's tough for everybody, so I'm pretty blessed. But things just don't always go the way we'd want them to. But no, uh, they don't. But that's not. That doesn't mean you're having a bad luck. That just means that's the way it goes. And in this country, with these people running this country, it's going to go that way more often than not. You're absolutely, and that's uh. I tell you, you have a great show. Yesterday, you knocked out of the park. That was the best start to a week I think I've heard in, in I want to say, in a few decades. That was just traumatic. I, I don't have the words. It was a great show. You did it well, and you came out just knocking them dead. And today, though, you got – I'm glad I didn't eat. It's playing that Kamala Harris and these liberals. It really turns your stomach. These people are sick. There's sick. something mental, There's something mentally yeah. wrong with them. There isn't any question in my mind about that. It is a mental disorder. And look what they've done. We, we gave in to homosexuality because people were beating and killing people for just being gay for their sexual preference. And we were like, okay, you know, society came together. We said, it's not right. We don't like it as a Judeo Christian country, but nobody deserves to be physically beaten and God forbid killed for your sexual preference. So then they gave him the right to be married. You should be able to marry anything you want. Well, I take that back. Marriage is between a man and a woman. You can have a civil union with anyone you want. If you want to go and have a civil union with your truck, so be it. Keep your personal views and your lifestyle in your house. And now this perversion, because we gave them an inch, they've taken a whole state like California and destroyed it. And this perversion is out of control. Yeah, it is. You know, isn't it it interesting that heterosexuals never go around trumpeting the fact that they're heterosexuals because they don't they don't have to. They don't want to force their beliefs on someone else. We just live our lives. I don't have to remind everybody every day, by the way, I'm heterosexual and you better accept it. You are so brave, Kevin. You're so brave. I'm so brave to come out like that. (laughs) And it is. And it's just it's disgusting. And it's coming to a head that. It's going to come to a civil war, and it's almost has to. We got to. I don't know any other way to eradicate this mental illness that is being taught and forced upon children. 
and they figured it out. If you want to expand your ideology, what do you do? You get something that is forming, that is new and doesn't know what they are themselves, children, before puberty and force this ridiculous, insane ideology on them. And they were doing it in private and thank God for COVID, honestly. And these stupid schools, they don't, they didn't realize what they had, thank God. And when people start watching these teachers on the internet and this distance learning and they, it all came ahead, came to light. And how about we're not the, doing uh, enough. How about, the, doing enough. how about the woman who's the teachers union head screaming and yelling? That's sick. I mean, that woman needs to be in a rubber room with a straitjacket on and never allowed even water. I mean, something's wrong with that person. She is a danger to other human beings. Something's I mean, definitely wrong with her. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but snipers need to start showing up to those places. <laughs> I'm, this is, I'm not kidding you. This is sick. And I'm, I'm wrong for it. And I got to answer to my creator for this, for these statements, but we need to give them lead enemas. We need to eradicate <laughs> that ideology out of the country. We really do. Well, the ideology is dangerous. There's no question about that, but I'm more in favor of imprisoning them for being traitors. They are traitors. They're unquestionable traitors. We have a governing constitution in this country. You don't want to abide by it. Leave or go to jail for for treason. It's that well, simple. Well, the the response, the discipline, the answer to treason is not jail. It's a guillotine. It's it's death, and that needs to come about. It really does. I'm I have to answer <laughs> for that, and I believe it. All right. And hey, uh, Trump's record. This is an NBC Meet the Press article i just looked it up and you got to really read the article because they had them at 199 wins and 33 losses but then it covers 33 wins they don't count because they were republicans in republican dominated areas so actually (laughs) let's not count those yeah it's 232 wins and 33 losses that comes out to an 88 percent yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. I, and, and punks like uh, Christy run around, oh, we're tired of losing. You lost. You, no. Trump's people don't lose uh, because they didn't win the Senate thanks to Dr. Oz. That was a bad candidate. But Trump's entitled to one bad candidate out of 300 plus. It's okay. And I don't think he was that bad. He just didn't take advantage of his spot. And I think it was rigged. There's no well, he was, the yeah, he wasn't that bad and it was rigged. Right. There's no it question was. it was rigged. It, you could have done better as a gotten a candidate that was better, but it was rigged, so it probably wouldn't have mattered if it was Jesus Christ. They were going to steal it. They had to steal it. They knew they had to steal it, so they propped him up like they did Biden, and they kept their majority. It, it's sick. The guy, it, the Fetterman, is sick. He has stroke. He cannot function yeah. mentally. Even, even if he could, he was still a complete piece of dog crap. All right, I man, we got to run. Yeah, I can't believe he was their lieutenant governor. Yeah. Ugh. All right, man. Thanks, thank you. Sir. Keep it up. Appreciate the call. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us for this morning, but we're back this afternoon, and we will be fighting the good fight for you this afternoon right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. Noon right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.